Chicken, which is the original Don, uh, got killed. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I can't. Do I just it. can't do it, man. <laughs> show <laughs> uh this episode i don't know we're gonna talk about a little more about band and then i think we're gonna cool it with that stuff for a while the final stage of band for us yeah uh we're trying recording if you see picture right now cool if you don't oh, yeah it didn't work out i'm totally gonna forget there's a camera there and i'm gonna do something stupid yeah so okay. um yeah we decided we wanted to like talk about how like entertainment drum lines and things like that non-competitive uh, sorts, because mm-hmm. uh, Danny is in the U of I marching band, and I am with the Chicago Bulls drumline. Yeah, it's pretty similar but different beasts. I mean, we've both sense. drummed at basketball games, so I'm yeah, semi-professional and professional. Uh, do you want to start off, or you want me to go? Uh, you can start off. So, in the fall of twenty eight or twenty seventeen, uh, the director of Pioneer Indoor is the same director of the Chicago bulls drumline and they were just having auditions so they were through video and i decided why why not try it out i submitted my video with like two or three days left into the deadline yeah and i got a callback they were only doing callbacks for videos now tell me about these videos because i've seen some videos and like people are going like wow they're like whoa bulls drumline (laughs) from what i remember the description was per big personalities uh Follow this like new like this track. Upload it to YouTube and like just show us how much you can draw a crowd in. Yeah. So they pretty much don't want to see how good of a drummer you are per se, but they want to see like, can you play good eighth notes and can you while be, yelling? Can you be entertaining? Yeah. Yeah. So the high school I was teaching at at the time, Brother Rice, uh, the band room was unlocked. I asked the director like, hey, I want to record this. He said sure. Mm-hmm. I think I set up three quads in like a little box with a bass <laughs> drum behind me. Yeah. And I oh only played, goodness. like, one of the quads and hit the bass, like, twice. But it was just, like, to be super loud and extra. And it was enough for a callback. It was enough for a callback. Some people did not get callbacks. Yeah, some people I- I've seen uh, jumped in pools and yes. played their drums. Oh, man. That is a, that's something I hope one day we can talk more about. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. But, um, so I get a callback, yeah. and it's at this one random drum shop in Chicago. Nowhere near the United Center, but yeah. it's, like, some buddies of buddies place. They got the drums there, and we did maybe 20 minutes of drumming in total for a five-hour audition. Yeah. We get there, introduce ourselves. A lot of these dudes know each other from the years prior Rumples, or they did bears with one another. Mm-hmm. I only know people through either them teaching me or, like, yeah. friend of a friend. So I'm pretty much the odd man out. Mm-hmm. They go around the room. All right, you two, you two, you two. You guys are partners. Mm-hmm. For what? <laughs> we had to act. Because along with drumming, it's mm-hmm. a lot of like, how much are you going to interact with people or whatever on the spot? Like, you don't know what's about to happen. Yeah. So they played three or four songs. Mm-hmm. We were not allowed to speak. We just had to act what we wanted with each other and like play off each other to the music. Like emotions, like in your face, like how it make you, how it made you feel or like, would you do like actions with each other? Like maybe start dancing? Kind of. Like, what would you do? It w- I think some of the songs were like a Superman theme. 
<laughs> Sweet Home Chicago, something kind of sad. Like, it was just a wide genre. And all of a sudden, me and this girl that I've never met before look at each other and like, okay, what are we about to do? And we weren't allowed to speak. Fall in love. And she definitely, <laughs> like, led the charge with that one. Yeah. Because I didn't, I was new to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was scared. I didn't want to embarrass myself. Because yeah. it was just the two Bulls Entertainment managers along with the uh, director. So one guy oh. that knows drumming and then two people that solely know entertainment. So it's actual people from the Bulls organization? Yeah. That's intimidating. It's like, okay, yeah. I don't want to like start off on the wrong foot. Um, I think for Sweet Home Chicago, I pretended like I was playing air guitar and she was like rocking out. <laughs> uh, there was like some Tom and Jerry bit where it, we, it was like super high silo, like, yeah. like supposed to be like a chase. Yeah. yeah. So I pretended like there was a bug on the ground and I took the one stool that was in the room that I don't think we were supposed to play with. <laughs> And I just pretended to smash it. Break the stool? Oh my god, I took them by surprise. Boof! I just see everyone at the desk just jump up. So there's a bug on your face. <laughs> and it was just crazy. Like, that's not what I expected going into this audition. Yeah. It was mostly that, and we had to wait for each group of two, so that mm-hmm. took about like an hour and a half. Wow, and you just waited around for Yeah, that. we just kind of hung out, chatted with each other, and then they gave us one audition piece. Um, one of our tunes. I didn't know that the quad part was different and not written out at all, so I didn't have the yeah. right part. Uh, we had to then go into an individual audition with the same panel mm-hmm. of drum a little bit of that tune, yeah, play something you enjoy, and then here's Bruno Mars play with this. Yeah, it went okay. I yeah. so it was like you were like say reading it. Or yeah, like, kinda. Yeah, uh, and then That's... at the end of the day, we all came together with that one piece. Mm-hmm. And then played it as the whole drumline. It was it was like groups A and B. And then, all right, we'll email you guys your results. Wow. You'll hear back from us by Tuesday. Was it like A, a group and B group? Or is it like a better group and a not? No. It's a great group. Okay. Because a lot of them have done this for years. Like yeah. entertainment drumlines at Bears or Bulls. Is it all vets all coming back to audition too at the callbacks? Pretty much, I think there might have been one or two new people. Me and one of the other quad drummers, Tom Benko. Mm-hmm. He, but he's been on Bears for years. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone who's auditioning there has an in. Of yeah. Some sort. Everyone has like hung out with each other at least once or twice. Yeah. And luckily, we know Adam. Yeah, that so. was definitely very helpful. Yeah, and now I know you. <laughs> there you go. You guys just got to get in there. Let me know. Tell you once I get out of school, move back home. My next, uh, that's on the agenda. <laughs> but yeah, they waited till about Monday night at 11.30 mm-hmm. p.m. And all of a sudden I get an email. Congrats, you have a contract. Yeah. And that was like super cool to me. Mm-hmm. Just something I kind of wanted to throw like a chance Big, at. Yeah. Like I, I have no expectation of like actually making it. Let's just see mm-hmm. how this goes or if it happens. It's a recognizable name. It's something to be like really excited about. Yeah. Like, the Bulls. And know. yeah, got the contract. They did... They offered second auditions to some people, but mm-hmm. some of the people just didn't show up to the second audition. Oh. How many people got cut? Did vets get cut? There were some vets that got cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Not from the second audition, or from the audition, but from the videos in general. Why do you think that is? Is um, it like try or change Some though? people definitely had the complex of, I've been here for years. Yeah. Other people took, it, took that audition as... I got to ram a jam some notes rather than let me be entertaining because that was a big pivoting point of that group of mm-hmm. we're going to play as many notes as we can, double beat 9,000 yeah. to now we're mostly like, it's an entertainment Focus group. Focus more on what people are going to be, the general audience is going to care about. Yeah. What are, what's Joe Blow and 305 going to yeah. say about this drumline performance? Try to catch eyes and things like that. Yeah. 
So now it is a lot more dancing, a little less notes. We still throw in some of the goofiest stuff I've ever played, mm -hmm. just because we can appreciate it for those two bars. It makes but it entertaining for you. Yeah. Yeah. We want to have a good time while we're getting paid to drum. I do like, I mean, I've seen a couple of like your halftime shows at the games, and um, I do like the fact that you guys like do dance a lot, and like, yeah. sometimes you have just like full like dance breaks. I feel like that is more entertaining for the general audience. And it's really cool, because a lot of that dancing comes from within the group. We yeah. don't, like, hire a choreographer. That's cool. Yeah. Um, one dude that marched Pio Outdoor, B. Brown, freaking amazing drummer, yeah. even better dancer. He's, like, a DJ. <laughs> and he's like, all right, like, what if we try this? Starts messing with his feet. And I have to be in the back. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I can't do I just that. can't do it, man. <laughs> I can stand here and play some flam drags, but it's definitely helped me, like, come out of my shell more as, like, a performer, too. Yeah. Like, every time I'm in that tunnel... To like go on. I know no one understands. It's not judged. No mm -hmm. one's gonna care at the end of the day. But it's still just like nerve wracking. Of I'm mm -hmm. performing at the United Center. Oh, it's a big, big crowd every night too. Yeah. It's not like that. I guarantee that crowd's bigger than UD at finals night. Oh, for at sure. At least like they're close. Mm -hmm. UD's like the biggest performance like and like D DCI semifinals is the biggest like performance has ever been at and like I guarantee like you break that every game. Yeah, because <laughs> like people, no one's showing up for the drumline, but it's still just super cool. Mm -hmm. um i've been there for three years now we haven't re-auditioned since i've been there if we have a hole we just kind of hit up some buddies so it's not formal auditions but my you have audition was the formalist of auditions form okay so but you have had like spots open and people come in yes they still have to send in like videos and things like we had some base spots yeah it's like hey i know a guy cool yeah have him send me right. an email and we'll test it out it's not like Hey, we're the we're the Chicago Bulls drumline. We're holding auditions here yeah. and sending our videos to here. Yeah, okay. I got you. See, when you said that, I literally thought that you guys just hadn't taken anybody new and nobody's left the line in three years. And I was like, I'm a little worried if I if I'm uh, once I get home, if I'm not gonna be able to be a part of it. But I think we've had maybe two or three people leave mm -hmm. the line. I think we also just added two or three people to expand. Yeah, because before I got there, I think the line was about twenty, like mid twenties to thirty people. Mm-hmm. Now it's maybe 12 or 11. Yeah, it looks way smaller. Just because before, they would be able to split up their games. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I want to go to these two games, but I'm busy. Let yeah. me sub out with this guy. Which led to people just flaking out. One yeah. game I was told there was two snares, a quad, and a bass. Wow. And we at least put on like a full drum line every time we're there now. Yeah. I mean, it is cool mm -hmm. watching you guys. But uh, I, I, do you miss, do you wish you guys played harder things? To an extent, I mean, we have uh, the halftime tunes, like the the mid-game mm -hmm. performances, but then we also have a pre- and post-game performance mm -hmm. where we do play like cadences. Like we play Latin Lover from the Cavaliers. I think we yeah. play a little watered down, but mm -hmm. still a little uh, choppy. Yeah. We play a lot of uh, hype things, just things that the director himself has written, and then we rewrite the quad parts because he's just a snare drummer. It happens. <laughs> yeah. So do I wish it was choppier? Sure, I do wish some things were choppier, but at the end of the day, for like the performances, for the timeouts, yeah. I think those are fine. It's not really what you're there to do. Yeah, we already have enough stress trying to bring out all our stuff with mics and everything, because mm -hmm. we barely get roadies. If we yeah. do, we don't know that till we're in the tunnel. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Sounds stressful. Now, you got to drum at the All-Star Weekend this year. I did. I originally wasn't. Yeah, I remember being... Really excited for you initially because you were telling me that the Bulls drumline was going to be drumming at all the All-Star Weekend, which is really hype for me as like a, a big basketball fan. Yeah. And then you told me that you wouldn't be able to do it for, I forget why, wasn't it like your senior um, stuff? 
yeah, I got a job at a hospital and that was the same week as orientation, like all our rehearsals. And I told him, I can show up, but I can't make the practices. So I don't know how good I'm going to be. Yeah. Yeah. But then one of our simul players dropped and there was an opening to which I was approached. Mm -hmm. And I was very honest saying, I can come after these orientations, but I can't be there before. Yeah. I just cannot skip these. All right, do what you can. And honestly, a lot of it was just standing around because we had to rehearse with the rest of the NBA entertainment division. Yeah. And like, how much did you guys do in the whole spectrum of the weekend? Uh, do you mean performances or rehearsals? Yeah, that like you, you, what you rehearsed for and what you did, like. So our rehearsals were over at the Wintrust Arena, mm -hmm. and we had one at the United Center because everything was being blocked off. I was in the first fifty people to see the court yeah. with all the decals because they weren't letting news or anything in. We yeah. were just in there for work. Yeah. Um, we had like five or six hour rehearsals at night, but we wouldn't be rehearsing the whole time. Yeah, you'd just be sitting around. I remember getting a lot of Snapchats from you. Just be sitting around and be like, I'm getting paid to sit around. Oh, yeah. Well, that's some of the best stuff. Watch other people rehearse. Yeah. Um, there was one night where we straight up, I didn't touch a drum. I got there kind of late and I just, <laughs> everyone else had already drummed and I just kind of got there. They just needed bodies for um, the celebrity game Yeah. to work on the entrances and things mm -hmm. of, okay, this graphic will show up here. Okay, this graphic yeah. will show up there. Yeah. And this is how the tunnels will be. So yeah. I pretended to be Stephen A., one of the coaches. I didn't know who he was. Apparently, he's mm -hmm. a big ESPN guy. Yeah. But yeah, like a night Stephen for a. six hours, I pretended to be someone, and we all just kind of hung around a table. Yeah, Stephen A. is a pretty big announcer. Hey, guys, real quick. Just wanted to recognize that Danny is aware that Stephen A. is a commentator, not an announcer. Now back to your program. I was just worried about Guy Fieri. <laughs> well, Guy Fieri was not worried about you, so. No. Um, Don't you worry. Yeah, I performed at the all-star or no at the celebrity game and the rehearsal for the all-star game yeah so i did a timeout at celebrity game which was a lot of fun were all the celebrities there yes chance the rapper mm -hmm. guy okay. fieri um hannibal burris ninja. bad bunny ninja ninja was not on a team but he was there but Guy Fieri was on a team. He was a coach, assistant oh, coach. Okay. I was like, I could not imagine him playing <laughs> basketball. I couldn't imagine Hannibal. Oh, it was one of the funniest things at the game. Yeah. Uh, so you know how when there's a foul, you get your free throws? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say team Hannibal's over here, right? Yeah. The free throws are taking place on the other side, mm -hmm. and Hannibal's still on the bench. All of a sudden, the guy goes for the free throw, and Hannibal just stands up. Boo! As loud as he could. <laughs> And I started cracking up because I'm sitting courtside at this because no, there just weren't a lot of people at the game. Yeah. <laughs> this is freaking hilarious. He doesn't care what's going on right now. He's just here for a good time. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What uh, what other cool stories do you have from your time drumming at NBA games? Didn't you get to see LeBron James? I did see. I'm from very close. I accidentally met LeBron James. So at normal Chicago Bulls games, we are held in a locker room. Mm -hmm. Usually it's the visiting NHL team locker room. So whenever there's hockey games, Blackhawks have their own, and then they put the other team in the this one that we're usually in. Yeah. Which happens to be super close to visiting NBA locker room. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, some of the Stampede dudes come in. Yo, LeBron James is right outside that door. He's like <laughs> just kind of warming up, getting yeah. loose. And I don't know. I don't like basketball too much, but I knew that was like a name. Mm -hmm. So I decided, let me walk out pretend like I have something to do because they're making sure people stay like away from all these players. Pretend like I know this guy. Yeah. So I walk out, give him like a head nod and say, hey, and he just looks back at me and gives me a head nod. 
So that was how I met LeBron got James. Got a head knock on LeBron James. That's more than you got. Listen, listen, guy. Um, I got to drum with Chance the Rapper. Also the All Star Weekend, right? Yes, after the All Star or after the Celebrity Game when he was done playing, mm-hmm. we were gonna do a quick post game tune. Yeah. Like just play Latin Lover or something. All of a sudden, this guy comes out in a jersey and starts playing on our bottom bass, mm-hmm. and we all look, and it was Chance the Rapper. <laughs> So we all got a photo with him, which I'm, like, barely in. Uh, but, no, it was, like, super sweet. Met him, and then after the game, they weren't carding for anyone's, like... You had to wear a wristband to get into the celebrity area. Sure, yeah. They stopped checking after the game. Oh. So I'm okay. like, this is my chance. So I snuck in. I met Guy Fieri. I met Ninja. Uh, I just missed Hannibal Burris. Dang. I, that was, like, my third. But yeah. I, the other two were closer, and I didn't want to lose that Still chance. Though. Yeah. That's good. So it's like it's pretty sweet. There's a lot of just like stupid stories. Mm. Uh, I'm the end quad, so mm-hmm. at the games we have like kind of the stock staple yeah. for post game. Since I'm on the end, I'm closest to the audience. Mm. I get harassed <laughs> to no end. <laughs> what do they say? Little man, give me a picture. What up, <laughs> little man? Yeah, I straight up had a guy take a <laughs> selfie with me and then post it on Instagram and then ask me for my handle in front of me. I'm tagged on it still. Yeah, he tagged you as little man. <laughs> no, he tagged me like, "What's your Instagram?" Uh, Eddie Falco. Is it that one? Yeah, it's that one. Nice. That's clout. People throw money at us sometimes. Yeah. It's like we can accept it. We're not allowed to like pocket it, but it goes into our funds. Tips. Yeah. Do you uh, sign autographs ever? Um, we've signed a couple of like drum heads to like hand out mid-game yeah if they just need us to like do something how do you sign do you just sign your name yeah so we grab like one of the base heads because it has the logo yeah and i just sign like e gomez eddie gomez nice. and everyone just signs it uh, more times than not though i take a lot of pictures with little kids oh wh- why is that huh <laughs> why do you prefer this <laughs> well just after the post game they just, <laughs> all the parents are like go go get a photo you know he's a drummer really <laughs> well you know if you practice and eat your vegetables you can end up like me. Not a music major. Brown? Yeah. <laughs> Short. So I get a lot of pictures, and then I give away sticks a lot because we have an IP sponsorship. That's the best. Yeah. Just yeah. if a stick's broken or if I know it's our last game and I have, like, eight sticks in my bags. Yeah. That's the take best. Take a photo of the kid. I'm like, hey, here you go. And he, they'll play the drums a little bit. Yeah. The moms. All right, give this stick back, honey. I'm like, no, no, no. Huh. Keep it. <laughs> like, that's for them to use and, like, for, have a keepsake from this game. Yeah. Thank you so much. And it's like it's fun, like bringing that kind of joy to people. Yeah, that's like one of the best parts of like being on the university drum line is like we don't get a lot of face time with like the people we drum in front of, but uh, we get to like walk through crowds a lot of time. And like sometimes you'll just like see like a kid like reaching out for a high five, you'll just give him like your drop stick and your stick bag. And yeah. Just, like freak out, like especially like uh, the high school competition we have on campus. Like the high schoolers go nuts <laughs> like i threw a, i threw a stick into the stands after a performance and like three kids ran after it oh come they on might have started fighting i don't know it might have caused a kid to die that day i can only hope that'd be cool <laughs> that would be cool that's cloud kid dies at local marching band show because of my stick yeah my broken stick <laughs> uh but yeah what else is there for bulls i'm not really too sure can't believe it's been three years already though it's been going by fast and then this nba season got canceled or the rest of it yeah due to coronavirus uh but I'm still getting paid for the games that I would have played. <laughs> yeah. Because we're technically day of staff mm-hmm. or game day staff, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And we're all getting our checks to keep us going. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that super nice at the United Center. Hi, cool. Oh, we're Instagram living right now. Yeah, so. so. Sorry, I, I got excited when I saw Cole was in the, the chat. Um, 
So yeah, it's a good time. I'd recommend, like, it's not the most challenging drumming, it's not the most exciting of beats, but it's still something I can put on a resume. People know that before mm-hmm. they know drum corps. Exactly. Like, if I go up to any Joe Schmo off the streets, oh, yeah, I know a musician. I drum for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, that's They'll know that before. Uh, I did the Legends <laughs> drum and bugle car. And a lot, a lot of people, when you tell them, like, oh, I, I have a buddy on the Chicago Bulls drum line, a lot of people are like, I didn't even know they had a drum line. Exactly. But, like, they still, it's like a thing because they're like, wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's drummed at the halftime. He's met a bunch of famous celebrities. And I meet the like players on accident all the time. Yeah. There's super tall dudes after the games in suits. <laughs> Everyone else in the drum line stops to clear a path. I keep going because I don't know who, who is they this are. Guy? <laughs> like, he's just a well-dressed man. I don't care. He's very tall. Yeah. <laughs> very tall man. So, yeah. Should we talk about... You want to talk about M.I.? M.I., Marching Illini, the best band in the heckin' land. In the friggin' land. Yeah, so um, I go to school at the University of Illinois. Bird up. Champaign-Urbana. And, yeah, I allow, right? You have to say a thing. Say it. Say it. I and I? Yeah, there you oh, go. okay, okay. We're out here. Wow. You do care. I try my best. <laughs> but, um... So yeah, uh, my freshman year, I didn't do the drumline. Uh, do kind of regret that, but it was kind really? of... Yeah. Because, uh, well, my freshman year, the Martian Man, the entire band got to go to Ireland. Yeah, that's pretty fire. Uh, and that would have... I was uh, I didn't do Marching Man that year because I was more focused on doing indoor and Marching Rhythm X. And so I was worried that like they would conflict at some point, and because I was more... Rhythm X was more of a goal for me, uh, I chose to focus on Rhythm X. So, but the way it worked out after the year is that I actually could have been an MI, the, mm-hmm. like, because I was in Marching Man the next year and in Rhythm X, so that worked out. And then even then, the Ireland trip aligned with the U of I spring break, so it was okay. during the week, and like there were people on the drumline who were doing like cabbies indoor, so yeah. they didn't have to miss anything. So yeah, it would have worked out. So knowing that, uh, I would have done it. Probably would have been playing cymbals that year, because I was a good snare line in 2017. But, um, yeah, so then I finally joined in 2018. And uh, What's that process like? The audition? Yeah. Well, I was very intimidated, uh, but I didn't... <laughs> funny enough, I didn't have my first in-person, like, camp or audition with the drum line until this year. Like, really? Like, a few months ago, yeah, because uh, both years I'd, I had to send in videos. Okay. Like, last year, uh, well, in my first year... Uh, my sophomore year of college was because I was doing Rhythm X, mm-hmm. and I couldn't make the camps, which were on weekends in the springtime, so <laughs> naturally. And then the year after that, uh, I was, what was I doing? Was it, was it because of Legends that I couldn't do, I couldn't do audition times? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, first in-person auditions were two years after I'd been on the line already. <laughs> um, and I was very nervous. I was... I. I was very surprised I got a spot, actually, the first time I auditioned, because I had only played snare once, ever, in, like, any sort of setting, and that was in high school. And that was nothing, really, like, I, I, like, I, I got better, but that was because I was literally doing it for the first time. Yeah. And I had a lot to get better at, and definitely coming on to a very traditioned and old line, like, the U of I snare line, it, it was very intimidating. For sure. Because there were, like, really good people on the on the line. Um, but, yeah, I was really bad. I got offered... I was actually uh, alternate status at, at first, and I was placed at the end of the snare line. Okay. But uh, 
I worked really hard and practiced and ate my vegetables. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. And eat your Wheaties. Get your flam drags down. Yeah. That, that's, that's literally it. I ate my spinach. And like Popeye, my forearms got bigger and I was able to keep my taps down. That's <laughs> all it takes. Uh, but yeah, and I, I actually got off alternate status. Like at the beginning of the season, I wasn't in anything. And how it works at U of I is not the entire gym line is in every part of the shows. So we have a pregame, halftime, okay. mar- march out, uh, public performance before games. We have a lot of performances and not the entire line will play at those because they only accept the people who can play clean sure. or semi-clean, uh, just like good enough to, to be yeah. like loud and exciting, entertaining. Like sure, you, no one's expecting like... Am I to come kill it? But you don't want to embarrass yourself. You don't want to show up in like, and it's, and you can, people who aren't in music, you can, they can tell that it sounds bad. That's not the goal. You just want them to be like walking away from it being excited. So the goal was always to only have like better players. And I was definitely not one of them, Mm -hmm. but, um, I wasn't even in, in pregame, which, uh, I was the only snare cut from pregame because we only had 11 snares last year Mm -hmm. and there's usually 12 snares. Uh, so yeah, I worked hard and, and I was able to testing the pregame and that what it, that means is like i have to cut somebody else out of the perform out of, out of the out of the drill because it's literally every show only has a set number of spots because the way the drill's written it was written like 19 diggity years ago yeah so like our three in one drill is is only eight snare drummers can march it because it's meant oh, for wow. eight, it's meant for like 150 size member member size band and it's yeah so i didn't get into three in one until this year but yeah pregame only has 10 snares and i was able to test into that last year and and uh, i was able to test into um friday night hype which is a lot of fun uh and then eventually i i got moved in one spot on the Ooh, snare line shit this guy is, yeah which is very cool and then came back this year which is uh again a very fun year got a lot better uh what are some traditions you can talk about well, I mean, we've had the same, some of the same cadences in our cadence series since they were written in the 1970s. That's by, pretty dope. By some old balls, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's what we call our alumni. Um, yeah, and the, those same guys who wrote wrote the cadences come around and will like, hey, be like, hey, like I wrote like this thing that you still play. And it's really cool, like, mm-hmm. to have that that, that uh, alumni base. It's really really not something you get in like indoor. Or no. In many drum cores, some drum cores you'll get that. Uh, and yeah, we we actually did a, a reunion at my drumline reunion like last year, and that was a lot of fun. Get, just getting to meet everybody from basically every generation of the drumline, and getting to hear the stories and mm-hmm. where the where certain things come from. Like if you're watching the video uh, or the the Instagram live, we have some some chickens set up, and they're not they're they're not chickens per se. But they are pink, and they have long legs and a long neck, and they're sort of more tropical birds, but they are, in fact, party chickens. It's a fact. Uh, we don't use the F word in this household. Can't, don't, can't say the F word. Um, yeah, so that's, like, a big tradition on the drum line. It's, like, our mascot. It's our symbol. It's, it's our icon. It, the story of it goes uh, way back in the 70s. Uh, the, the football team was going to the Rose Bowl because they were really good back then. And as it's tradition, they uh, took the band, and as it's tradition, especially in the 70s, times were a little bit looser, and they, uh, the drumline was out partying, and they uh, saw, they were passing out by people's houses, and for, because it's on the West Coast, like they have, 
you know, like lawn ornaments that are like party chickens. So they decided in a drunken stupor to steal, I think, I think they stole two, uh, maybe one, but they definitely did steal one. Uh, and they stole it and they partied with it and they like showed up to like the MI party and were like, it is time to party with the chicken. And like, since then, like they partied with it. And then that chicken, which is the original Don, uh, got killed uh, later in the 70s. Okay. And so we still have the second original <laughs> chicken. Donnie Jr.? <laughs> second Don. <laughs> and yeah, so we still have that one. That one's like original from like the 70s. That's mm-hmm. in some old ball's house, but it's somewhere around. And it comes out to every performance, right? Or a uh, chicken not, does. Not the, not the chicken on uh, that we take out to performances with us. That's not the original original. Uh, but that one is old. That yeah. one's been out since all, all throughout the 10s, 2010s, I believe. Maybe goes back further but yeah we, we have the chicken uh lives on a brick we carry it around every every performance no every time we play in front of somebody it has to be in front of us it's, and it's like such a such a symbol for you guys because i noticed with every other section in the marching band here they get their jackets they get their whatevers and like it's just marching illini mm-hmm. trumpets yeah sousaphones you guys, like, everything has a chicken somewhere on it. Literally, yeah. We get, like, Like, special, through the school. Yeah. The, our section jackets have the chicken on it. The, uh, our, we, our sweatbands, the special, the, only the drumline gets he- orange sweatbands we wear on our heads, and they have chickens on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's, like, literally ingrained into the culture now. It's just, it's not uncommon to, for somebody on the drumline to just be, like, wearing, like, a shirt that's just covered in, like, pink chickens. <laughs> At your, uh, the marching band show down here, you guys have, like, a merch booth. And it's MI stuff and then drumline stuff. Yeah. You guys have like your a bigger section than the the rest of the marching band. Arguably better merch as well because we have like Delta Lambda merch. <laughs> it's just like crazy that how much of a culture has like I know it's it's really unlike any anywhere I've ever marched. Like the culture, it just runs so deep, and it's it's been that way for decades. Yeah, and like, are you are you able to talk about nicknames? Oh, I can talk about nicknames. Yeah. So like, just real quick before you describe them, like mm-hmm. with their nicknames. I marched with some people at Bulls or teach with people that went here and they still know their nickname story and they mm-hmm. can recite it on the dot. Yeah, it's impressive, but it's how it should be because and if you don't know your nickname, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to like talk about them? Yeah, so I mean, every every rookie class comes in and they're, every rookie is given nicknames by the older vets of the drumline and which with each nickname... Uh, comes with a story and it is the rookie's job to memorize their story and never forget it and whenever they're asked to recite it they have to recite it and uh, I can tell you my story go for it because yours is long mine was the longest in my rookie class Uh, they did it to spite me and I was also let it let it show on the record I was first one to memorize my long story Uh, so my nickname is Coda and it goes from uh, at Three Day Fest, which is like the first uh, gathering that the drumline has. Uh, I tried, to, I introduced myself, and we were telling jokes, and I tried to tell uh, an hour-long joke, the same one that we heard in the, yeah. the band at Nexus. And yeah, I tried to tell, I tried to tell that joke, and I got maybe 15 minutes through it, and they just said, "Yeah, that's enough." <laughs> <laughs> and so it goes from an hour-long joke. To long to Latin to doof to SUV to bunko and those are the five titles of our cadences in our cadence series. Bunko to crunko to cronk to Emperor's New Groove to Disney to Disney 
to D's nuts, to Godin, to Goddard, to Jimmy Neutron, to who's that foreign kid from Jimmy Neutron, to Bulby, which is another kid uh, on the drumline. His name, his nickname is Bulby. To oh wait, that's already taken. To taken. To Liam Neeson. To I have a special set of skills. To nipple Photoshop. To Photoshop. <laughs> to Dolby Sweet. To Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. To Mr. Mosby. To Moses. To the Bible. To Catholics. To Newman. To Bulby again, because Bulby lived in Newman Center, which is a place for Catholic people to live on campus, if you oh. didn't know. So it goes Newman, to Bulby again, to oh shit, we already said that, to oh shit, we already played that, to take Dakota, Dakota. So that's the gist of it. You have this long story, and then you get to the the end of it, and that's the person's nickname. And you either, how it works is like, you can have... Somebody that just like you know, maybe like look at somebody and just like have like a name that you're thinking of just really kind of fits them, or maybe like me, you just have a funny story and they just like build off that. Yeah. So that's nicknames. Um, some very funny, funny ones and things I can't ones I can't say. Yeah, there's definitely some nicknames you've told me like that's. And there's there's a lot of traditions in drama I, I can't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's the things we do. It's it's very much like a family in a sense and it, it, it's like I said like the, the the atmosphere and like the things in the tradition is very much unlike anywhere I've ever marched I've marched a few places yeah <laughs> um so being in the big I would argue U of I is probably one of the larger colleges in the state of Illinois well it is the state flagship <laughs> haven't seen flags or ships here but okay got a couple flags here. um <laughs> so with that being said like a lot of high school marching bands come to the show or yeah. like want to audition here. Mm-hmm. Ha- has anyone ever like approached you saying, "Oh, you're with MI"? Oh, dude, I got I got some I got some uh, a few people that um, a little weird. Like I, I received DMs a few times, okay. like, especially sliding around, in there, especially around the the marching band championships that are held on campus. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's like people will like. So I had a, I had somebody from IMBC my first year I did it like, like remembered me from like, last year and they came up to me this year and I like we're just like trying to like engage in conversation with me like I had never like I literally, had not just seen them in a year. Yeah. <laughs> like like they're pretending like it was just yesterday. It's like like I know everything about them like I even know their name and and I'm just like I I, I it's I you know what to do in those situations <laughs> it's 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 uncomfortable but it, I mean, it's give and take. A lot of fun. I wouldn't trade anything for it. <laughs> um, so you were saying how IMBC, which is the Marching Man show, yeah, um, you have a merch booth, yeah, and people are like excited to see you guys. You had to work at your first year, right? I worked both years. <laughs> Anyone come up to you and like besides that kid? Are they? Because I, I know you guys sell drum heads with like mm-hmm. your signatures, mm-hmm. which I would never buy. Knowing yeah. you guys, like they're yeah. just normal people. Yeah. Like, why are people so excited to, like, buy all this stuff? I think it's because they're high schoolers, and, like, when you're in high school, and especially the high schoolers that come to IMBC, they're, a lot of them are central Illinois high schools, and they don't get out. Like, yeah. they don't get out a lot. Not much um, around here. Yeah, like, they don't know about DCI. They don't know about WGI. So that when they come to U of I, they experience, like, the next level for them. It's, like, this big thing, grandiose thing that, like maybe they could never picture themselves doing. Sure. I, I mean, I was in the same boat at one point. I could never picture myself doing it. High mm-hmm. school, I never thought that I could do it. But, I mean, it's. I think it's just that it's 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 exciting to them because, like, we are just, like, so... Not, I don't want to say, like, higher to them, but it's, like, we're, like, the next level to them. Yeah. You and guys I, are, like, we, some of the top tier They, they like, look point. up to us. 
but it, it's also just weird when they come up to you and just say like coda <laughs> and just stare at you and it's just like uh, hey, hey, hey hey how's it going <laughs> hey nice day uh but yeah we we got good shirts we saw at the booth they were some pretty sweet really shirts always fire shirts designed by people on the drum line we have an excellent design team okay yeah um want to talk about what you do with the post-it notes oh yeah i would write my instagram handle uh on it and just post it like around the merch booth and around different areas where the all the kids would be and i got like nine ten new followers that day at it's uncanning on instagram thanks shout out to uh danny for writing the intro song for this oh yeah i did do that yeah yeah pretty pretty good (laughs) trying to throw you that shout out yeah, but you, you did the nice uh, mixing with the, the, the voices. Oh, dude, I I am the best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, so that, I mean, I've got to do, like, I, you got to do, play at the All-Star game with the Bulls. Sure. But with me, I mean, I've got to travel a little bit. Okay. I've got to, Where I got, are we going? I've got to see some things. You know, I, I've, played in, I've played in Soldier Field, oh. and I'll have you know, I was on the football field at the same time as Tom Brady. Wow. Yeah, yeah. This guy. Did you meet him? I saw him from a distance. So basically, oh. pretty close to what you had with LeBron James. That was in a distance. He acknowledged me. Basically, I mean, LeBron James knows the same about you that Tom Brady knows about me. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> you think LeBron James could even remember that Mexican guy who gave him a head nod? In, yeah, in everyone Center, remembers that. In the United Center a couple months ago? It was like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Case closed. Um, I have a question here from my Instagram uh, poll that I put up a couple days ago. Oh. Um, and I figured this probably is going to apply to you most because yeah. Mickey and I can't really answer this. Yeah. Uh, friendships in college band versus friendships in WGI slash DCI. Mm. Differences and similarities. Huh. It is very different. Yeah. In... Oh man, in DCI, you're—it's a different level of friendship because you're really going through something with them. <laughs> like if you hit your wall at the same time as someone else, you're gonna be good friends. Yeah, and like in, in DCI, you just put through situations where like you've like that you've never experienced before, and you need other people to lean on and get you through those situations. For and sure, like that'll help you. Like that'll get you closer to like any other people. Like, like that. Like, people you don't know, like, you'll just open up to, and then you'll just be, like, best friends. Yeah. you're going through a hard time. You're both going through a hard time together. And I think it, the, the thing is, like, just mutually getting, like, yelled at day in and day out, standing in the sun all day, just sweating. It's just, like, it brings you all together at the end of the day. Like, you'll hate each other during the summer, but it brings you all together at the end. And, like, miss miss everyone that I marched with. Oh, for sure. And, but it, at college... <laughs> At college, we're, we're all, like, I would consider, like, all the people on the drama, like, my best friends, but I, you know, it's not the same experience that we're going through, and so, like, the, the, not to say the relationship is not as deep, because at the same time, I, we do do a lot with each other in college, like, how many how many parties do I go with the drum line, and, yeah. like, and how many things, do I, different things do I get to experience with them, like, traveling to California and playing in the Red Box Bowl, like, that was... That was crazy. <laughs> like, and being able to do that with all of them, it was just, like, made it all better. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and that was, like, a complete luxury compared to DCI. Both are traveling, but it's, like, very different. Mm-hmm. And when you're, and, and, and like, <laughs> you're also not really naked with your college friends ever. And you're, like, in DCI and WGI, you shower with the people before shows and things like that. And it's just part of the culture. And that's part of, like, 
part of the gags you do is you just, sometimes you take a shower with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> That's just what you do for the gag. Speaking of which, when Andy sent us that text the other day, yeah, saying, "Hey man, thinking about you guys in like this group chat, yeah. making myself a Shibi and J for really you guys." Nice. Like that's, I'm glad we left our legacy. Did we talk about Shibi and Js in the the drum corps podcast? I don't know. If we, we did because you mentioned it at X with the Schwananas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I'll Dremage a text us the other day and said that he was making a Shibi and J for us and really just warmed warmed my heartstrings. Yeah. Nothing better. It really isn't. So yeah, I mean, what else? <laughs> Ask me more questions. About college band? Yeah. Um, let me think. I could talk more about the Redbox Bowl. Go for it while I think of some questions. Yeah, that was that was unreal because our football t- uh, team had a crazy season where, in order to go to even go to uh, a bowl game, you have to get six wins in your regular season. Sure. And for some schools, it's not that big of a deal. But for Illinois, the football team uh, has been turning around, but they, they weren't the greatest. But this year, we had a couple, like last year we got four wins, and then like we haven't been to a bowl game in like five years Oh okay. at this point. So like last year's graduating class of MI was the first class to graduate without going to a bowl game in quite some time, actually. So yeah, it was kind of big for us to be going this year because we weren't really sure when we'd ever be going, if we'd get to experience it ever. And to be going to California of all places, like we we could yeah. be going to the Detroit, the one in Detroit, <laughs> the one in like New York, and like granted, like those would be fun, but at the same time, it was like January, like we we were in the we were in like in California like a few days after New Year's, so it was like the dead yeah. of winter, and I I, I don't wasn't know. a few days before New Year's. I don't. I really don't remember. Because I thought I picked you up from it. Oh yeah, and, it was and then New we Year's hung Eve. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So it was like in between Christmas and New Year's, and like the dead of winter. And I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't want to be in Detroit or New York when it's winter time. Yeah, <laughs> it's just cold. We get that in Illinois, especially when you have the option of going to San Francisco. Yeah. But yeah, so we got to see some crazy upsets in the football season. Like we beat nationally ranked Wisconsin. Uh, number they were ranked number six in the nation at oh. the time. We would beat them. And, and like a last second like field goal upset it was, it was insane where it was like one of, the, one of the top like um it's really big one of the biggest upsets for quite some time for illinois and then later on in the season we got to travel with uh the football team to michigan state and uh they have a pretty good football team as well and we actually beat them there in like a last set and last second like touchdown it was like crazy and that and we came back uh, from a three to twenty-eight deficit, which is the largest comeback in school's history, and I, and I got to witness that on the only road game I've ever been on with a football team. So that was crazy. It's pretty dope. Yeah, and I, and I got to see. I got to see. Uh, we got to drum with the MSU drum line, which is oh. awesome. We got to see a bunch of old buddies. Cam yeah. From X and Brett. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, one thing I thought about. A question for you. Mm-hmm. So with drumline and everything, how serious do you guys take yourselves? Like, how often are you rehearsing? Um, do you wish there were more notes? Like, what's kind of the vibe and mindset? Um, really, the vibe is that we want to be good, and that we don't want we want to be as good as we can be. And we're not we're not expecting like drum core level precision because we're not. Yeah. Like, like a lot of people are learning how to play snare, like I was my first year, and so. Um, 
a, a lot of that is just like let's try to be good and like but pull your own weight and like don't be bs about things like obviously like if you're not practicing then that's a problem but uh the dynamic of the drumline is that if you really don't want to put in the effort you really don't have to because not everybody does every performance yeah so like if you just not don't want to practice and, and just write out the end of the the snare line and like not being anything and you're happy with that like i mean more power to you just don't make a sound bad when you're actually in the full line for something okay for, for sure but like um i think honestly i think we could be a lot better i think part of it is that we think we're complacent with how we are like we're not bad we've had some good moments but we've also had some very bad moments this season like cleanliness wise mm-hmm. and we could be better. We could always be better. But a lot of people have come a long way, and, and it's good to see. Um, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> but, I, I mean, we we do take it semi-seriously, and we and we and sometimes we don't. Yeah. I mean, like, rehearsals. We rehearse every day during the first semester. And, like, every day, including in plus school. And, like, yeah, it, it's, it is a lot. So, I mean, like, you're not going to be, like pulling like drum core blocks like <laughs> but yeah uh what's the uh, how many people from uh the drum line or i guess mi in general also do drum core and like indoor is, is, is it a big like ratio of people or is it pretty much if you're here that's you're pretty much doing college band can you repeat that question please <laughs> yeah you're good like so out of all the people in mi or drum line how many do you like drum core or wgi oh, oh um is it a lot of people it's a handful. It's not as many as it used to be back in the, like, earlier 2010s. Uh, that's when the line was, like, really good. A lot of those dudes marched, like, Cavie's snare line, and that's when oh, okay. Cavie's was winning, like, drum titles. So they were pretty good back then. And uh, now it's uh, a few of us do, but not all of us. Like, the two guys, there's three of us, I think, on the snare line that have done marched drum corps, and two of us marched in the front ensemble in drum corps. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. And the other person marched uh, snare and drum chord. So, I mean, that's that. And then we had somebody on the bass line who marched drum chord on bass. And then somebody in cymbals, I think only one person in cymbals who marched drum chord on cymbals. And <laughs> nobody in tenors. I was going to say who marched drum chord on bass, but I think I figured it out. Yeah, Knox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, Eddie and I uh, not only marched together... But we also have been on the other side of the spectrum, and we've taught together. Oh, you want to talk about teaching? No, I just brought it up. Oh, okay, to yeah, not no. Talk about we'll it. just mention it. <laughs> yeah, teaching. Um, yeah, I've taught. Some would argue too many programs. Yeah, we, you and I have both done the task of teaching three schools in a in a, a season. A season that was horrible. I, I, granted, I didn't do the fall part. I've never mm-hmm. taught a, a high school in the fall because I have to go back down to school. And I, I would think that's when it gets the most hectic. It's a lot to balance because now I'm in school as well. Yeah, and you're trying to balance, like, who's at what competition. Yeah. Like, if I can, like, drive to these other competitions, make it and see other people's performances. Like, there was one year I went to both U of I and ISU on the same day. Good thing they're not too far. <laughs> yeah, like, I stayed here at your place, drove to ISU for one of my bands, left, came back for my other band, and then hung out with you the rest of the night. Yeah. <laughs> so... That was fun, though. Yeah, no, teaching's cool. Um, I got into it right after high school, so like 18. Mm-hmm. I got super lucky with it. Uh, I was hanging out with my roommate at the time, 
and we just kind of said, hey, let's go get some food. And we had to walk past the local high school to get to where we wanted to go. We walked there and I noticed the marching bands coming out. This is after my first season of drum corps, second season of drum corps. <clears throat> so we walk and then we get our food, we start walking back and I tell him, hey, I'll meet you back at the room. Um, I'm just gonna hang out here and like watch for a little bit. Yeah. Just cause I want to see the marching band. Mm. And then I'm watching. All of a sudden I text my uh, band director friend, our old band director. Mm. Hey, do you know the band director of Brother Rice High School? Yeah. Yeah, why? I'm right next door. I'm watching them right now. Is there any chance you could like get me a job? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how much band paid. I was more just kind of wanted to do it to like have the experience of teaching. Yeah. So within the next 30 minutes, I left there with a job. <laughs> Pretty funny. All because I wanted to go get some food. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Eddie wanting food. The director came up to me and he's like, hey, you're Sanchez's friend? Yeah, I'm just texting him. I didn't realize he would get to you so fast. <laughs> okay, um... Well, we kind of do have an opening for a drumline position. Mm-hmm. Well, how about you hang out with them for the day, or like the rest of rehearsal, if you have time, and uh-huh. then we can talk about it. So I did. I chilled out with their drumline for yeah. the rest of the day. I walk up. Hey, guys, my name's Eddie Gomez. Uh, I'm going to be working with you guys. Uh, yeah. We'll see where this goes. And if I was a student, I'd be confused as hell. Mm-hmm. This guy just walks up randomly, and it's already, like, <laughs> August. Uh, then the woodwind tech came over, like, hey, who are you? And, like, I'm just kind of testing this out. I like you a lot. I'll make sure he gives you a job. Just the guy who walked in off the street. <laughs> yeah, like they don't know my background, which is kind of sketchy, but hey, I got a job right out of high school. Money, yeah. How are the kids? They, they, they get they, better? It was actually their first year in competitive C- uh, uh, yeah, band yeah. because it was just like a show band for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But they, they had the right attitudes and mindsets. They just didn't understand what competition was. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted to do it for the fun, not for like getting good. Yeah. But they were never shitty about it they weren't like crappy mindsetted students i could get through to them uh then i've taught at some other high schools i mean like i always think that i'm trying to teach the way i would want to be taught Mm -hmm. and i'm very i respond very well to individual comments like hey quads play like this i mean very eh. very direct like yeah you are doing this yeah, like, Eddie, you need to fix this and this way. Here's how to do it. Yeah, I'm not about the schmanzy-pansy, all right, guys, that was, what was wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to know the answers. And if I can help the kids, like, figure that out, I will say, like, I want to set you up for success. I'm going to see if you can hear this. Mm-hmm. What did you hear through that? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to let them keep guessing, like, 50 and, times. I'm going to let them know. That's the hardest part about teaching is, I think, like, how do I tell these kids that they suck without making it personal? And, yeah. like, also, like, how do I make them, like, how do I get through to them? Because, like, you can't just kind of suggest to an high schooler. Like, you, like, you just can't be like, hey, maybe you should try, like, yeah. just to try try playing a little lower there. Maybe it'll help. Like, no, like, hey, little Joey, you got to play it like, this way. But you can't come off as a jerk. Yeah. Because then you have to start, start chatting with parents. Yeah, yeah, then you get into legal issues and paperwork. But yeah, so you and I both taught at the same high school, Stag, for, I mean, I, I taught there for two years. I was um, there for three. Yeah. And well, I got in there because of you and Mickey, both. Yeah. And you and Mickey taught the battery, and obviously I was teaching the pit with a guy who was actually in the Instagram Live. Oh, what up? Roland, yeah. Or Roland, as I like to call him. <laughs> I mean, we made some pretty good percussionists that year. Yeah, I know. We did I, not suck. I I like Stag a lot. It's probably one of my more favorite schools to teach because the kids there were 
they tried to an extent. Like, there were some kids who didn't want to be there at all, and you could tell, but they were also sure. really good kids who, some of which I, I still keep in contact with and reach out to me for, like, advice about things. All right, we're back. Just found out that the camera idea <laughs> did not work. Kept shutting off after 13 minutes every time, so... Freaking idiots. Well, we'll hopefully figure that out for next time. Uh, but back to teaching, uh, we want to kind of wrap it up with, uh, I want to ask Danny what his personal philosophy is on teaching it. So, hey, what's your personal philosophy? Like, what do you like to teach? How do you like to teach well, compared to how you learn? I remember you talking, you saying that you like to teach how you, how you like responded well, what you responded well to. And I'm the same way in the sense, like I res- I respond well to, I think I said like, I respond well to like very direct comments telling me what i did wrong and how I, what i can to fix it yeah i can do to fix it and like i don't like a lot of t- a lot of times staff will try to play guessing games like you guys will get better if you try to figure it out but a lot of times in those situations like it's not that we know or don't know it's just the fact that we're like immature musicians yeah and it's like we just don't know what to hear what 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 playing clean sounds like or what it feels like because it is like completely different feeling and there's no way to replicate unless you just do it yeah it's so hard to get to and and it's not like something you can practice on your own that's something you need to do with other people and that takes a lot of time that's why becoming a good musician is really hard but back to my teaching philosophy i mean i i i like to push like I, I teach like my, my front ensemble is like pretty hard stuff. I try to challenge them and like I try to get them excited about what they're playing. I try to get them inspired via the same via the same way I did. I try to get them introduced to like WGI and DCI and I try to get them to want to be good on their own because I feel like that people who get really good at something most of the time are not forced to. Like they do yeah. it because they want to and because like this is what they're interested in and it's like through their own will that they're going to choose to sprint, spend all day practicing and that, that that's that's my goal uh with that so i teach them hard stuff that that will like get them better really fast and um when it comes to like teaching like technique i i i, I teach it basically copy and paste how i <laughs> was taught it like same same words same analogies because honestly i think that's what worked best for sure very simple and yeah I, I i'm very laid back when teaching as well nice kids like me a lot I, I i think it's important to be liked by your kids otherwise they're not gonna listen to you at all true it's hard for me to get them to listen to me at, like when they like me because that's just how like younger kids are but it's especially hard when they don't like you and don't want to hear what you have to say don't respect you for sure so that's a big part of it so yeah that's pretty much that <laughs> all right well i guess we're gonna wrap it up there uh, leave a like, subscribe, and hit that bell. Hit that bell. <laughs> uh, comment what you want us to like, talk about. Leave us questions because we can only talk so much with each other before we get sick of each other. So it's easy when other people. Why you so hurt? Oh man! It's easy when uh, it's it's easier to to keep this thing going because we want to keep it going for a while. When when we have uh, outside suggestions coming in, so. Just if you want to like, if you're if you're friends with us and like want to know like a particular story or just like want to know more about it, it's just like ask away and we will ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch you on the next one. Catch you on the flippity flip. flip, flip. flip.